This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the third Sunday of Lent, the 7th of March. There was a rather chilling film made in 1995 entitled Seven. It features Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman as two detectives who investigate murders motivated by the seven deadly sins. It's one grisly murder scene after another, starting with gluttony right through to the final murder motivated by wrath. It's meant to be disturbing, and it is. Because for the average person, any one of these seven deadly sins is nothing more than having a bit of fun. But the film Seven pulls no punches in showing the final shocking end of the pursuit of any one of those vices. Because contemporary man takes the naive view that so long as I don't do any harm to others, what's wrong with a bit of lust or sloth or pride? What I do with my life in private is my business. In the public arena, I need only to avoid causing harm to others. God gave Moses the Ten Commandments so that they would be a kind of instruction manual for our proper functioning, in much the same way as we get a user guide with any new piece of kit. And by adhering to those instructions, those commandments, we will function as we were made to. Ignore them at our peril. One view of the situation in our world today was given to us by St. John Paul II back in the 1980s, when he said, we've suffered a loss of the sense of sin because we've lost a sense of God. The basic truth of Christianity is that God has revealed himself to us. He's spoken and told us what's in his mind. We're not ignorant of what God wants and how he expects us to live this life on earth. So it behoves us to pay attention when God speaks to us, which is through his word in the Bible and in the authentic teaching of his body, the Catholic Church. Those of my generation and older would say that there was often an unhealthy preoccupation with sin. The observation now is that subsequent generations hardly know what sin is. Yet, if you count the number of times references made to sin in the ordinary parts of the Mass, it's something like 12 times, apart from the times when it might be heard in the readings and the proper prayers which change from week to week. This tells us that sin is a fundamental issue for the Christian, as it was for the Jews before us. And it is sin that Jesus Christ came to suffer and die to save us from. Whatever it is that humanity worships, be it the gods of the ancients or the allures of wealth, power, pleasure and honours, that will influence how we live the moral life. The God or gods in whom we place our ultimate concern will direct our lives and determine our choices. The Bible calls humanity over and over again to let go of its attachment to false gods and embrace the worship of the one true God. We might take that to interpret Christ's actions 
in regards to the money changes in the Temple of Jerusalem. This action is traditionally referred to as the cleansing of the temple. That dramatic scene shows us Christ entering the sacred centre of Israel's culture and worship at the height of the Jewish year, the Feast of Passover. Christ then creates a bit of a scene, for he finds the temple not so much as a house of prayer, but a marketplace. He turns over the tables of the money changers, disrupts the trade in animals for sacrifice, and cleans the place out. This tells us of the aversion that Jesus has for using religion as a means to gain material benefit. Even more important is that Jesus wants to purify us, so that, as St Paul says, our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. This means that we will only find happiness and integration in the measure that we become personally a place where God lives and where he is first and foremost. So Christ has come not only to cleanse the temple of Jerusalem, but also to cleanse the temple of our own body, our own life. The Lord Jesus comes into our life expecting to find a place ordered to the worship of the one true God, but what he finds is a marketplace. What does this mean? It means that Christ finds a place where things other than God have become primary. To bring such idolatry closer to our cultural experience, let's ask, how much of my life is given over to materialism, commercialism, the accumulation of things? What rivals to the one true God have I allowed to invade the sacred space of my soul? Before classic temptations to wealth, pleasure, power and honour, how are these things enshrined in the sacred temple of my own heart? And the temple cleansing is a memorable image of such power. It's not simply about the corruption of religious institutions or materialism, but about the Christ who comes to teach each one of us to rid the temple of our own body of the idols to which we have foolishly given power and pride of place. This is all vital stuff as we approach the halfway point of Lent. We're looking also towards St Joseph in these days, who shows us how to live by faith, how to live by the Ten Commandments, how to avoid the deadly sins and the lukewarmness that leads to them. Am I using this season to cleanse the temple of my body, which is the dwelling place of God's Holy Spirit? Let us ask Mary and Joseph to obtain for us the grace to become what we have been called out to be. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.